You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your hosts here, Colt Molesky, Trey Flynn, bringing you daily Timberwolves content. And we would also love to wish you a very Merry Christmas from not only the Locked On Wolves, but the Locked On Podcast Network in general. It's been a really good past couple of months uh, just for myself Starting out the year again, second year with Locked On, and then bringing in Trey, somebody who's done so much good content for Fanside, and now he's coming over and joining the Locked On Network. Definitely feeling really good about the the new year headed into heading into 2019 and where the Locked On Network is going, where Locked On Wolves is going. And as as bad as the Timberwolves have been playing recently, I'm feeling really good about basketball, feeling really good about the content we're putting out, and thankful to the listeners for tuning in another year to the Locked On Wolves show. And I don't know about you, Trey, but it's good to be covering basketball right now, is it not? It is. I am really grateful to be a part of this uh, Locked On Sports Media and really grateful to be a part of Locked On Wolves with you and this uh, baby you've created here. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you, Colton, and to all of our uh, listeners out there. I'm very excited to get going today and uh, going through some good content. Thank you. Same to you, Trey. Also, uh, I just... Hoping that everybody traveled safe or is traveling safe today. I, I'm hoping that the podcast is helping with the travel and not a distraction. I, I know that some parts of the state, we're, we're, we're thinking about the local brand. We're hoping that we're pulling in people from all over the place, but we're also thinking about locally people in Minnesota. I know there was snow and stuff uh, going on all over the weekend uh, in all parts of Minnesota. So travel safe, everybody have a Merry Christmas. Uh, and kind of on that note, a couple of things we want to talk about before we hand out lumps of coal before we we wish for presents that we think the Timberwolves need uh we're going to talk about just some favorite basketball and we're going to go quickly over some favorite basketball memories from Christmas because this is probably one of my top five just favorite days in sports obviously like hate week in college football Super Bowl in the NFL uh the 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 final four in March Madness those are pretty big ones but Christmas Day basketball will always be like one of my top like two or three spots just as far as a day for sports. And I've got some fond memories. I don't know. But what about you, Trey? I definitely have fond memories. My family was more of a football family growing up, so we mm-hmm. didn't get to always watch those basketball games. So I always had to sneak a little bit on my phone. <laughs> um, but in the recent years, uh, you know, now that I've left the home in the past five years, six years, I've been able to catch all these games and Um, Yeah, I have a lot of uh, great memories. Uh, Most of them are plagued by just LeBron James, for better or worse. So, uh, (laughs) so, As are most of everyone's memories. (laughs) Right. I think everyone's memories are LeBron James. I don't know if you caught that NBA statistic, but it was like the top five statistics, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks on Christmas Day. And every category essentially was held by LeBron James. So he's essentially like Santa Claus today, so. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to take away from it. He's obviously a fantastic player, but it does help when you are put on Christmas Day games pretty much every single year. I don't know. I, is there a player who's played more on Christmas Day? Maybe maybe Kobe, but I don't know. It, it feels like he's every year playing Christmas Day basketball. Not that I'm complaining. I'm just saying I, I think that his stats are juiced. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, there's obviously some guys on there who shouldn't be on there either. Like, I think Jeremy Lin was like third for assists per game. For yes, Lin Sanity. <laughs> so Lin Sanity, I guess. But 
Um, aside from that, we have a lot of good games happening today. But when it comes to memories, the first one that stands out that probably leaves the, the longest lasting memory in my mind is that Kyrie turnaround jumper <coughs> to beat the Warriors, which I think put every fan in awe on Christmas Day, just thinking about how Kevin Durant, Steph Curry led Warriors could lose their uh, first Christmas game together. Yeah, that was an awesome memory. I, I, I actually remember getting yelled at at during that game because we were all opening up presents, and I, I, I've, I've been a, a faithful League Pass member for the last few years, and so I had, uh, I had that up on my phone while we were opening up presents, and while everyone was ooing and eyeing at what they got other people, I was ooing and eyeing at Kyrie Irving, and apparently, apparently that's not good as far as family is concerned. I was, I was, I. Uh, I, I was talked to afterwards about how I, I was not in the Christmas spirit or something like that. I thought it was the most Christmas thing I could do. No, I think I think that's a uh, that's very much do. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem at all. I was definitely ooing and aahing, and I'm was not sure how I felt about the Warriors at the time, and I definitely have some mixed feelings about LeBron James. But it was just a lot of fun to see Kyrie hit that and just see the uh, Warriors fandom just kind of crumble in front of me, even though. I don't really have any harsh feelings towards them specifically. It was just something fun to see. It was different. I liked it. For sure. For sure. Well, I, I'm going to go a little deeper on you just because I have my, I grew up in a basketball house. My dad played basketball since he was a little kid, and so he had me playing basketball. He had me watching basketball since I was young. I've actually had my dad on the podcast. For those of you who remember, I had my oh. dad talking about uh, Michael Jordan because I wanted somebody – who was actually around because I, I haven't watched Michael Jordan for for real other than YouTube videos when he was on the Bulls. And so I had him on the podcast talking about Michael Jordan last year. And so that's the kind of household I grew up in. So I'm going back to 2003 when I was eight years old watching Christmas Day basketball. It was LeBron's rookie year. And he I, I know if you watched YouTube videos of this or if you remember this, but when LeBron was in his rookie year, he played on Christmas against Penny Hardaway and the Orlando Magic and the combined duo put up seventy two points on that day. And it was a, up like thirty four or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic, and it was kind of obviously everyone knew who LeBron was because of uh, how he played in high school, the hype around him, ESPN covering his games in high school, and then uh, coming into the league, all the hype around him. So it's not like he was underrated. But it felt like that was kind of one of those games. The Cavs started out really bad that year, and it's kind of one of those games that kind of projected him uh, into everyone, the front of everyone's minds in that NBA season for his rookie year, that Christmas Day game. It felt like against Penny Hardaway and how good Penny Hardaway was, and so that that was that's probably like my first Christmas Christmas basketball memory. I think maybe there actually might be a Kevin Garnett game that was a little earlier, uh, but that that was one of the big early memories from Christmas Day basketball that really stuck out to me. That's a great memory. I'm, I, I like that one. I'm going to go a little bit back to not too far back, but um, specifically the Miami Heat and Cleveland uh, Cavaliers in 2014. I grew up in South Florida, so my fa- my family was more uh, South Florida fans, obviously. So mm. Miami Dolphins, uh, Florida Marlins, uh, Miami Heat. And so that game when uh, LeBron finally came back to Cleveland – and then Miami and Dwayne Wade took it to him on Christmas Day. That was a lot of fun. I think they won by like 10 points. And I think most people were su- surprised, like the Heat without Chris Bosh and just Dwayne Wade could beat LeBron James Cavaliers. So that was a fun memory. And I remember, uh, and again, I think all of these memories are going to have to include LeBron James, which just happens to do with that. I'm telling you, he plays like every Christmas Day. 
<laughs> so it just happens to be that way. But um, I just I just really enjoy that uh, that memory of watching Dwayne Wade kind of own that this is his city, like Miami's his place. Um, and I kind of feel very similarly to Dwayne Wade of Miami that I do with Dirk and Dallas. You just kind of want to see those guys do really well um, that want to stay with the organization the whole time through, uh, aside from the Chicago years, you know, um, in Cleveland, I guess. But the, it was just a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed that memory. It was a really good one. Well, Dwayne Wade, he's one of those guys in sports. There's like, there's like what six guys who you walk into a bar and you start talking about Dwayne Wade, and there's nobody that really dislikes Dwayne Wade. Everybody's kind of on the same side of that. And there's there's literally like six players across all of sports where everybody you walk into a bar and everybody's kind of kind of feeling even if you don't love Dwayne Wade, you don't hate him. One of those guys, and right. he's definitely falls in that category. So if you have any Dwayne Wade memories, I feel like they're often no matter what fan base you're part of, they're often pretty good. Oh yeah. I mean, I think my, my, probably my favorite play of all time was when Wade got a inbound steal and then slammed it in like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't, it wasn't that Christmas game, but just my favorite basketball moment of all time might be that moment. I just remember being a fan being like, Oh my gosh, like how do you do that in the NBA? How do you let that happen in the NBA? So that was really cool. So Dwayne Wade just got a lot of uh, memories to his name and, um, he's a great player, and that Christmas Day game was probably my favorite. Well, if we're going favorite moments of all time, Kevin Garnett, the big ticket in like, uh, what was it? I think it was 2001 when he had uh, against the the Grizzlies, I believe it was, the the block and then the block, and then he recovered the second block and he brought it all the way down, and then he got fed the the massive dunk for on the other end, basically doing – basically it, it basically said everything you need to know about – how he did everything for that Timberwolves team early on, but that that was an early a favorite early memory. That and the Allen Iverson step over on Lou Williams. Ooh, that was like that's like literally my first basketball memory is that that uh, that finals is Allen Iverson stepping over uh, Lou Williams because I was like six at the time. Oh my gosh! I mean, that Allen Iverson step over is. I don't know. That's second to me. I think number one objectively has to be Mario Hezonio stepping over Giannis. I think that <laughs> we can all agree that Mario deserves that number one spot. <laughs> I mean, who else? What better what better player to have there locked in at number one than uh than Mario Hezonio? <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get to some sponsors and then we're gonna we're gonna be getting to some negativity here real quick, but first some sponsors. It's Christmas, and so instead of going positive right away, Trey and I have decided to go negative. We're going to hand out lumps of coal. Players who we think on the Timberwolves, switching gears here a little bit from from sentimental to now we're going to crack down on some players, and we think these players can do better in the coming games in the about the second half here of the season. We think they can do a lot better, and so we're handing them out lumps of coal instead of presents this Christmas season, and we'll go with Trey right away out the gate. Who is your first lump of coal going to? Because I know you were especially excited for this. I like, I love the idea of <laughs> giving lumps of coal. I mean, we're a very positive society right now. Like, I, I mean, though people like to think we're super negative with the news and everything, but we like to throw out a lot of positives to try to keep people up. But sometimes the negatives help more. Look at yourself in the mirror and know what's going on, what's going down with you and how you can fix it. And the first lump of coal I'm going to give out um, isn't one that I'm too excited about giving out right now just because it was a huge game last game and the 30 points he gave us. But the first number call I'm going to give out is Andrew Wiggins. I feel like Wiggins needs some tough love right now. And rather than someone yelling at him like uh, Tom Thibodeau, he needs that kind of like 
that gentle, tough love where he needs someone to sit down with him and be like, listen, man, like I'm happy for you. You got a lot going on. You have your first kid with your first Christmas. That's amazing. I hope that's fantastic. But you're having one of the worst years in your career. Statistically, aesthetically, he looks a lot more nimble on his feet, especially on the defensive end. So he looks good and he looks better. He looks more smooth. Um, but statistically, like face value at these numbers, like he's having his worst year since his rookie year besides the three-point shooting. So like I got to give my first lump of cold Andrew Wiggins. Like I mean, he's got to step up. I mean, he's a 23-year-old, but he's got to step up. It's his fifth year in the league. And he's making he's going to be making over $150 million in the next five years. So first lump of cold is going to go uh, Wiggs. I don't like that our two for our, our two first round picks are the max players on this on this team because my first Lumbacol is going to to Carl Anthony Towns Oof. and just some stats over the last couple over the last seven games he's down in points field goal percentage three point percentage he's down to twenty seven percent shooting from the three point line and he takes almost five threes a game over the last seven games he's down in rebounds. He's uh, averaging more turnovers. He's averaging over two turnovers a game. He's down to steals. I think the only number he's still holding water in is blocks at about two a game. But this is a guy who they kind of they kind of said all they needed to say about him by not only selling Jimmy Butler but also giving him the max contract. And they basically the franchise is saying you're our guy this is all about you this is being built around you you're the player now you're the man this is your team and while he's had some really good moments he's had far more bad stretches than good stretches this last seven games has been pretty rough and he started out the season with two and a half three really rough weeks where he was kind of quiet he wasn't really imposing his will he's had like a, a solid month of basketball but when you're giving him everything laying out everything in front of him. I mean, again, this is his team. They, they were pretty clear about that with the way they've moved and the way they've been acting the, as a franchise this season. This is his team. And so to have such long, bad stretches for a guy who you're kind of handing over the, the team to is discouraging. And I'm giving a lump of coal to him because I think that the ceiling for Carl Anthony Towns can be so much higher. And I think that he is so much better than where he's playing right now. And I want to see him hit that. I want to see him hit that this coming year. Yeah, I mean, ultimately with Towns, it's just, I, I do agree with you. It is kind of uh, saddening that we pick both Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> right? first two guys. But um, it's probably not a good look for uh, the, the future. But I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I mean, the past seven to ten games, he just looks so rough. Um, and I do think it's like what we talked about in our last podcast. It's those roster adjustments. And that's why my next lump of coal, which is the biggest lump I could possibly give anybody, is for head coach, president of basketball <laughs> operation, Tom Pinto. Um, First of all, Tom, you got to shave that head, buddy. You can't keep that comb over, that light comb over on top of that head for this long. You got to, that's my first lump of coal for just giving you that haircut. You can't not keep that up. Uh, my <laughs> second lump of coal I'm giving Tom Thibodeau is just for these roster adjustments. They're not good, man. They're just not solid. I don't like seeing, um, uh, Jeff Teague dribble out the shot clock when he was healthy. I don't like seeing Derek Rose, even though he's had a fantastic season, average 0.7 less shot attempts than Carl Anthony Towns. Like Carl Anthony Towns and Derek Rose should not have the same amount of shot attempts per game. And that's really left up to the head coach. Um, and while Derek Rose has had an all-star like season, you just can't let that happen if you're Tibbs. So he's definitely my uh, second largest, uh, biggest coal piece of coal here with that record of the Timberwolves with 93 and 104 in his three years in Minnesota. 
Um, he's got a lot of work to do with many, and I know if he doesn't push through this year, he might not be back in that head coaching position next year. So um, he's definitely one to watch out for. A man after my own heart, calling out the hair right away. Hair, the what you do with your hair is important, and I am actually someone who had a uh, a long time ago when I was a young man. I had a a player ranking as far as hair styles go Ooh. for the Timberwolves. So you know what, you you went right for my the sweet spot right there with the hair, and I, I approve of it so much. I'm going. I'm staying with the the front office. I'm staying with uh, the decision makers. I'm giving Glenn Taylor a lump of coal because. I feel like he gave himself a lot of problems right away by giving Tibbs full power. You don't want your coach. I think it's been proven so much more times than it's been uh, proven wrong that it is a bad decision to let your coach be more than a coach. Just be a coach. Just work on the roster lineups. It's really hard to be an NBA head coach. It's really hard to handle the egos on the team. It's really hard to prepare for all the talent, especially now there's so much talent in the NBA, chock full of talent. Every team you go to, there's somebody that you can fall in love with talent-wise on every single roster, no matter how bad their record is. It's really tough to be an NBA head coach right now. And I don't know why you would want anyone to have more responsibility than that like there's like two guys like Popovich being one of them that I would be fine with them being more than a head coach and so I don't know why you let Tibbs become the the kind of the player personnel guy as well and I don't know why you make that power struggle at the beginning of the year such a public thing when you're having trouble with Jimmy Butler already and you're having division in the locker room and in the front office already I don't know why you have that power struggle becomes so public and it's a problem that you created yourself so i'm giving a big love of cold to glenn taylor because a lot of the problems locker room and front office wise i think are kind of his fault because you should have seen this coming and you walked right into the bear trap yeah the biggest consistency of losing franchises seems to be complacency within the front office and yeah. giving tom thibodeau all that power was just not a good move right off the bat i think most fans or analysts could have told Glenn Taylor that and it was just frankly a lazy move by Glenn Taylor to do that um, we've never really seen it work um, and so I, I completely agree with you he deserves that that lump of coal and um, probably bigger than Tom Thibodeau it's probably a little bit too hard but I'm glad you have that haircut piece I gotta look for that I gotta if you've written up anything I gotta find that if you have but um, I I gotta give my last piece of coal here which I could give a lot more I'm hard on the guys already but I'm gonna give my last piece of coal to the former Timberwolf, Jimmy Butler. I just want to give him Cole. There's no other reason to it. <laughs> I don't have a specific reason. He hasn't done anything to Minnesota currently. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't established himself with the organization the past few weeks because he's not on this team. He's on the 76ers. But I just want him to have some Cole. Um, that's just me being spiteful. I can't do it. I still have I still have deep Jimmy Butler love. Like if this was a breakup, that I'm still the girl with the boy the ex boyfriend's pictures all over the room. Uh, I still I still have so much love for Jimmy Butler, and and sometimes there's sometimes when I miss him. There's sometimes when I see uh, uh, Wiggins taking up the pull up uh, th- contested three at the end of a game. There's sometimes when I miss Jimmy Butler and I miss him in spots. Uh, and I know that it was good that they got him out of there, but I still I can't change the way the heart wants what the heart wants. Damn it, Trey! You know, and <laughs> I, I can't change me. I can't do it. Not yet. I just, uh, it's just that grin, man. I can't do it. I'm just a Jimmy <laughs> hater now, man. I just I'm on board the Jimmy hate train, and just having all these former Bulls on this team, it's just you know it, it was just 
filling fuel to my fire, if you will. So seeing him go just made me happier, and getting guys like Rocco back and Sarge. Trey has uh, dyed. Trey has dyed the hair black. He's in the he's in the black leather clothes. He's going to the screamo bands. He's yeah. Uh, he he's staying out too late past curfew. He's he's gone the opposite way. He, Jimmy Butler has jaded him. Yes, I am completely jaded by Jimmy Butler, and <laughs> I, he will forever be my arch nemesis. I love it. I love it. We're going to get to another break for some sponsors, and then we're going to talk about some gifts. All right. We're going to go a little positive to finish out the podcast because you know what? I feel like this show is generally positive, and so let's end on a good note. I know Trey is still wanting to hand out lumps of coal, but we're going to go with one present. What is one gift that you would give this Timberwolves franchise if you had the power going into 2019, Trey? I would give this franchise, I'm not going to give it to any single player, I would give this franchise the gift of a second postseason appearance in a row. Mm. I think continuity really builds a strong franchise, and having that long 14- to 15-year drought uh, without the playoffs and then having this past year make the playoffs, um, still losing to Houston for one that series, which uh, was terrible, but maybe we can make a comeback this year, you know? And I think that two years in a row making the playoffs would really help the fans and the players uh, have a more stable franchise moving forward. Aside from the uh, questionable contracts, aside from the questionable Jimmy Butler deal, um, just making the playoffs two years in a row would really help the the state of Minnesota. So I, I'm definitely hoping that they can make the playoffs, and that would be my gift for this team moving forward. I like it. I like that a lot. I would give them the gift of road consistency. Here's the thing. I don't like to swear too much on the podcast, but I have no idea how in the damn hell you lose to the Suns on the road and then you beat the Thunder on the road with how good Paul George has been playing the last week, week and a half. I have no idea how that even happens. Like, if you had given me $200 to bet on these games, I would have lost it all because I have no idea how that swing happens and what's going on with the Timberwolves to get that kind of turnaround. And I have no idea why they play like this on the road, but I would love some road consistency. And any kind of consistency would be good. If you're going to be bad, just be bad on the road. But I don't don't tease me by beating the Thunder <laughs> after you lose to the Suns. Stop toying with stop toying with my emotions, Timberwolves. This is ridiculous. Get it together. Yeah, Timberwolves are the ultimate tease. I mean, credit to Phoenix though. I think they did end up on a four game winning streak, and I think they even beat Boston the next game. So like they were just on a roll. It was just giving Devin Booker back, but. You know what? Screw it. Like, yeah, but Boston's as bad of a road team as the Timberwolves are right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That Phoenix game is rough. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what the hell is happening on the road for the Timberwolves. I don't know what happens to this team. Like, are they are they just not sleeping on the plane rides to these to these other franchises, to these other uh, fan bases? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the drinking water in Phoenix. I have no Too idea. I, I'm launching. I'm using all all my resources. I'm trying to launch a full investigation uh, in into the matter. But I would give this team road consistency as a gift. And I, I think that's it for us, Trey. I, I think that all we have left to do is is wish people well on the rest of their Christmas day. Yeah, I really hope everyone has a, a happy Christmas, happy holidays. As Colton said, drive safe. Uh, enjoy this one for me. Have some eggnog on me and Colton, uh, and just have a good day. Yeah, and make sure there's some rum in the eggnog because you know what? It's Christmas. You gotta you gotta cut loose a little bit. You gotta have some fun. Uh, make sure there's a little rum in the eggnog is delicious. Make sure you're getting some extra 
Christmas cookies. You've been good all year, damn it. You're, you've been watching Timberwolves basketball all year. You deserve some Christmas cookies uh, because uh, we're not sure what you're going to get from next year from the Timberwolves. But you know that Trey and I are going to be there every day giving you Timberwolves content. Thank you so much for allowing us into your homes on Christmas Day. And thank you for listening to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Timberwolves Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.